the world decided to use to mark the beginning of your impact upon this airspace. We ask that you will accept our Christ tonight and manifest yourself in our lives one more time. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you I hope happy return. So the day has been wonderful. It has been wonderful. We have somebody who, due to certain circumstances, I've not been able to celebrate the Christmas. We have somebody here like that. We have somebody here like that. And due to some one or two things, celebrate as would have wished. We have somebody like that. Don't. Oh, bring a moody pal. We thank God. Mm. We thank God. We thank God. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Since we all celebrated. The Christmas. We, we thank God, Alice. You all celebrated the Christmas. So, intercessor, this is the most difficult of all the moments because. The easiest way the enemy can strike is within this season of festivities. When man is enjoying, is having fun, mostly when one is excited, the probability that man certain blunders with regards to their security is very high. So as intercessors, our peak season. Good thing is all of us here called into the realm of intercession because most of us stand in the gap for our families. So whilst you are celebrating, I will encourage all of us to stay alert, okay? Mm, just stay alert. The atmosphere is really not too good. But we are still trusting God. Yeah, it will start the new year 
very well. Just try as much as possible to rest. And uh, just take care. Last night, I heard a story about a lady who got poisoned on her own wedding day. That's when you hear some of these stories. It seems unreal. But when it's very, very close to you, you realize that we are in a very strange world. A world that is extremely difficult to trust. Because the truth is, those are the other side. They are very closer to us. They even show us love more than the people we think would always be there for us. And did not start here. The other day, the angels of God had an encounter with God. And Satan came. And none of the angels were able to identify him because he opposed life, light. So in as much as you enjoy, I've thought to a lot of things with regards to programming. And I can bet even my life on it. If you just pick any token, you cry out to your God upon that token, you give that token a mandate. And you either drink or use that token on your body. You should be okay. As far as I'm concerned, you should be okay. I pray that the good Lord will continually protect us. A relative outside Ghana, especially when your relative lives alone. I want you to start praying for them. And I want you to do we even advise them? Uh, I would just encourage you to at least pray for them. And I let them to be very, very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm seeing a feminine being lying unconscious in bed. I'm seeing a foreign police trying to break the door. Small, small rooms. Food poisoning. Advice of people that we will continually pray. Tonight, I am going to take you a little bit deeper 
on where we go to yesterday. Still on the ancestral courts. When you pick the satanic operations, the hierarchy, the least of their power structure are the ones that uh, that dominate the ancestral cause. And as I told you yesterday, they are the most deadly. They are very wicked. They don't give up on their prey. And they will enforce pain. Their mandate is to drain the life out of somebody. And unfortunately, all of us here have become victims of these ancestral courts. Yesterday, I, I spoke of the course at the underworld. That one, the, when they call you, the, that is death. If you're able to win the case, you come back to life. But if you're unable, you die. But the one that judgments are passed at the visible realm of the invisible court, without one, is most often pain, pain. To some extent, they will kill you. But before they kill you, they will make sure you suffer. But cases that are held at the other side of the ancestral court, it doesn't matter your health status. They will just pick you, you just go coma, then boom, you are gone. So today I'm going to dwell a little more on the operations of this ancestral course, especially within the dominion or the realm of the visible realm of the invisible realm. That is the realm of the witches. The witches, they operate in the visible part of the spiritual world. The spiritual world, there are invisible parts, okay? So most of us, we become victims of this ancestral cause. In most cases, through our souls, through the dream portal. And how do they administer some of these judgments against people? Don't forget that we all come from a family. All come from a clan. And each clan has its own rules, regulations. Each clan has its totem, spirits that governs the family. Each clan has its own responsibilities within the members of that clan. Each clan has its own laws, rules. But if I may ask, my dear brother and sister, what are the rules in your paternal bloodline in relation to your family? What are the laws in your maternal bloodline? To some of us, what our mothers of old told us, oh, 
In our family there, we don't eat pork. In our family there, we don't eat snail. In our family there, we don't eat goat. That is it. But no, there was no other information that was given unto you. So now the question is, how come your family don't eat pork? How come your family don't eat goat? How come your family, you don't eat a certain particular type of fishes? These are some of the questions that we should have asked our parents. But based on our orientations, right now, we've entered into a state whereby even if a child is getting closer to the grandmother, there is this perception that mommy are or ma obeying. So there are a lot of information that should have easily been transferred to us. But because of our current orientations, we have lost all those kind of information. And it has given these entities at the other side certain advantages. If I may ask, what are the laws that govern your family? There are some families, nobody is expected to marry without giving birth. So the moment you marry, marry your partner, then it means that there is a family code that you have broken. Automatically, a case will be raised against you in your ancestral court. And they are going to adjudicate judgment against you because within the family, there are certain laws and you are breaking the law. Does it make sense? There are some families, they don't allow members to uh, members within the family to marry certain group of people. In some families, all the men are supposed to struggle. So if you're a woman and you're going for a man, you should go for a man that has the, the, the ability to struggle. You don't go for a man with the potential to make it. The moment you go for a man with the potential to make it, automatically, there is a code that you have broken. Have you ever asked yourself the, the academic status of members within your bloodline? Have you ever asked your, yourself why your uncle died suddenly when you felt that he was at the peak of his career? It's all because of these rules. I am asking God's people once again. I'm an intercessor, basically that is what I do. What are the rules that governs your family? Do you think it is, it is normal that within your family, before somebody dies, a certain particular health-related disorder has to happen to them for, before they die? Have you ever wondered why your family, people have to struggle, 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 struggle before they make it? Have you ever wondered why in your family, the men usually don't do well, but the women, they, they excel? Have you ever wondered why that all the men that you, you marry into the family, it doesn't matter what they have, the moment they come, they lose their, their control. Everything that they've previously had, everything is gone. Have you ever asked yourself some of these questions? Oh, Apostle. We are, we, are, we are born again Christians. We are redeemed by the blood. It's true, we are redeemed by the blood. But laws are laws. So if you are ignorant of some of these things, if you want a case, it's called against you. You might not even be able to appear. And if you don't appear, it doesn't matter who you are. You would a verdict 
will be enforced upon you. Have you ever wondered why your brother died at a certain age? I have become a victim before. I lost two siblings, my big sister and my other big brother, too. It was after their death that I began to enter deeper into my bloodline. And I realized why they departed. That any time they are entering into a certain season of glory, then boom, I nearly became a victim when I was down with most of my health-related complications. But some way, somehow, because I knew what was causing some of these things, I was able to deal with it at the court. So even when I became a victim, the enemy did not hold any legality over me. I am asking once again, what inquisition have you done in the bloodline of your, your husband? What inquisition have you done in the bloodline of your wife? Don't you know that even if a law is broken from their side, it can affect the two of us? You see, in our dispensation, we have been taught to believe that witches are very powerful. And most of our uh, afflictions can be traced from that trail. As a student of intercession, I can say on authority that the witchcraft system operates within this context of the ancestral courts. I told you that the spiritual, the head of this course, the judge is the tax master or the strong man of the family. So any witch in the family that is able to defeat all the other witches in the family automatically becomes the head. And it gives them a certain mandate to enforce some of these atrocities against God's people. I ask again, have you ever wondered why your mother and your father's marriage did not work? Have you ever wondered why there are certain strange health-related conditions in your family or in the family of your loved one? These are some of the questions as we, 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 we are celebrating the birth of Christ. These are some of strange questions I would encourage everyone connected to this network to ask. I think you realize that from the beginning of the year, we every day we come to the presence of God and we are praying. So do you think it is do you think there is not a God who answers prayer? Do you think God is not interested in answering our prayer? When it comes to issues of legalities, it has nothing to do with power. That is why, even when God wanted to redeem this world, He has to use a legal way by Jesus Christ coming on earth on a day like this to die for us. What is the totem in your family? What does the totem in your family mean? Have you ever asked the mystery about your clan? Have you ever asked how your family was set up? So we are in the family. And we have decided, based on our orientations, to apportion blame to certain people. But the truth is, most all of us have all become victims of these ancestral courts. Now the question is, so for how long? 
Will you allow the enemy to triumph? Oh, Apostle. Right now, everything is going on well in my, in my, in my life. It is good. But do you know that some families, because they don't even build? So the day you bought their plot, we're getting closer to breaking a certain law. So when you started erecting that, that building, that structure, a case was raised against you. An injunction, a spiritual injunction, was placed upon that project. That is why things that pertains to your finances, that is why things that pertains to the work of your hand has suddenly turned the other way around. Mama, have you ever asked yourself why that anytime you gather, you gather for it to be scattered? Have you ever wondered why it's as if all your children are, are suffering or there is a form of infirmity or distraction against them? It's all because a certain judgment has been passed against us. So yesterday we started and we cried out to God. The father we did not know. You see, ignorance is not an excuse in the things of the spirit. You can pray, pray, pray. You break, you break, you break. If it is an issue of law, forget about your breaking. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I am just being honest with you. I am just being honest with you. If you are trusting God for something, if there you, you've identified certain patterns in your family, Tonight, I just came to teach, to just pray that I want you to start inquiring, ask questions about your family. And based on the information that you get, my sister, you are rising. But don't forget that there were others that rose even more than you. Right now, where are they? Right now, where are they? These are some of the things that we should have to ask ourselves. How did your mother die? How did your father die? How did your in-law die? What are the things that are happening in, your, in the form of, of your in-laws? These are some of the questions that you have to ask yourself. Because if you don't, you will also follow that same pattern of destruction. So we pray the prayer of injunction when we pray with God to, to hold, at least give us some space to handle some of these atrocities that is being enforced against us. The next prayer point that we pray and so far, I'm, I'm really encouraged with some of the, the feedbacks I had. Unfortunately, the day has been very, very busy because during this season, so more about prayer, prayer, and doing a lot of spiritual work. Most of you inquired, and you were amazed by what you heard. You were amazed by what you were told. It is still, still not too late. Now, the question was, what kind of verdict is being enforced against you at your family court. Do you know that even if you go for a family meeting, you go for a funeral in your hometown, and you don't greet somebody, the person can raise a case against you in your family court. Do you know that it is time for a family uh, funeral, and you decide not to go? Even if you decide to go, and you did not allow your children to go, a case can be raised against them. Do you know that if you don't even allow your children to go to your hometown, somebody can raise a case against you. The issues, I'm praying that what God, by his divine mercies, will grant some of us the opportunity to at least witness 
some of the proceedings in some of these courts. Then you begin to fear man. And you begin to fear those you claim they, they love. They are worse than cobra. So tonight, our third prayer point that we are going to pray is a prayer of empowerment. Prayer of empowerment. Why do we need prayer of empowerment? I made you aware that the, the ancestral course doesn't follow any sex pattern. It is a strong man, the strong woman within the family that has the court. So if you want to reverse one rule in the ancestral course, you cannot just get up and reverse. You can only reverse when you sit on the seat of the family. So every family has a totem. So the totem at times it can be a staff, at times it can be a stool. When you sit or you hold that staff, that is when you have the ability to reverse. So when you are praying prayers, especially on demonic courts, and you are focusing on the ancestral courts, you, you stand on the authority of the word of God and you reverse. You don't have the capacity to reverse. The reason why you don't have the capacity to reverse is because you don't sit on the throne. And before you can sit on the throne, you have to be empowered. That is why tonight, our prayer point is on the prayer of empowerment. We are asking God to release a certain dimension of his grace. We are suffering. Our family members are suffering. It is an error for people at the other side to be dominating over us that we claim that we are Christians. There is an error somewhere that has to be corrected. So we are going to cry out to God. To be empowered is to be given authority. To be empowered is to be given what? A certain kind of power. So when you read the Bible, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus Christ once upon a time said, Behold, I give you power. I give you authority. Have a certain dominion over the enemy. He says, Behold, I give you power. I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. To be empowered is to be entered into that realm of dominion, that realm of invincibility that the enemy cannot easily have access to you. So the other day in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus Christ called 12 of his disciples. By then, Jesus Christ had gone through a certain process of discipleship. He had thrown his disciples from 2000 to now 12. And he felt that now he has a team and that he has to give this team a certain mandate. And before he could give them a mandate, he needed, they needed to be empowered. And the Bible makes us understand in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, that before he sent them, he gave unto them power. He gave unto them a certain authority. He gave unto them a certain dominion. 
No wonder when they returned, the disciples were amazed and they said, spirits even bow before us. Tonight, we have just one assignment and the assignment is to receive the divine strength of God. There is no way you can enter into this course because the principle of the strong man, the principle of the strong woman operates within this court system. That is why you have to be empowered tonight. If there is anything that you would need, if you really want to triumph over the activities and operations of this ancestral cause, it is that what? It is power. Divine power. Jesus knew how important this divine enablement was needed. So when you read Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 8, at least he had died, he had resurrected, but he knew that his disciples were still full of fear, that he told them to wait for the promise of the Father. And when the promise of the Father comes, it will come to empower them. It will give them a certain kind of authority. It will give them a certain kind of control. So that when they contend with the enemy, it doesn't matter what the enemy will bring their way. They will be able to triumph. So when God called Moses and God empowered Moses, and God empowered Moses, God commanded Moses to enter into the house of what? Pharaoh. And we all know what transpired. Tonight, I want you to place your right hand on your head. Place your right hand on your head. When you read Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus Christ gave a certain promise to his disciples. He says, I will send the Holy Spirit as my Father has promised. But stay here. Don't go. Stay here. Stay here and wait for the promise of the Father. Tonight, are you ready to pray? Tonight, are you ready to pray? Uh, I'm not hearing you. Tonight, are you ready to pray? Yes, Apostle. Yes, Apostle, we are ready. I, 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 I cannot feel you. I can, oh, we can just pray. Oh, Father, bless us and go. Are you ready to pray tonight? You joined the session for a purpose. Are you ready to pray tonight? Yes, oh, Can we all go to Psalm 59? I'm ready. Psalm 59, verse 9. Psalm 59, verse 9. David was a strategist when it comes to warfare. If there's any Bible character, I always would emulate is David. So when we read Psalm 59 verse 9, the Easy English Bible says, I will wait for you to help me because you are the one who gives me strength. David was about to embark on a certain war. He knew that the people that he was going to fight, they are stronger than him. We cannot defeat someone who sits on the throne if you are not empowered. But David said, I will wait for you to help me because you are the one that gives me strength. You, God, are the strong place where I will be saved. I want you to place your right hand on your head. 
one prayer point. And even when we end this session, I would encourage you to continue praying this prayer point throughout the night. Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, by your divine mercy, empower me by your spirit for the tax ahead in the name of Jesus. What is the tax ahead? We, from the prayer of empowerment is a prayer of dominion. It's a prayer of contention. We are taking the, the battle to the camp of the enemy. We are going to dethrone them. We are going to remove them from that seat. But before we can do that, it is a tax ahead. God has to empower us. Tonight, I want you to stand on the authority of the word of God. I want you to declare by the word of the law that, oh Lord, by your divine mercy, empower me tonight for the tax ahead. Empower me tonight by your spirit for the tax ahead. Empower me tonight by your spirit for the tax ahead. Can you place your right hand on your head and begin to pray, declare by the word of the law that, oh God, tonight in the name of jesus empower me tonight for the tax ahead empower me tonight for the tax ahead empower oh god be tonight for the tax ahead can you lift up your voice and begin to pray can you lift up your voice and begin to pray into the cup of the enemy we are moving to the so empowerment Thank you.
for the tax ahead of time. But I seek you.
If you have your oil, anoint your head. If you don't have oil, and it is water that you have, any any token that is available to you. The ancestral cause of with the, with the principle of the strong man. You cannot reverse even a verdict against you at an ancestral court if you don't sit at the throne of judgment or the seat of judgment within that ancestral court. You are connected by blood, so you have access. But somebody is already occupying the seat. That is why you need this divine enablement. Whichever token that you have, just put it on your head. Samuel Grace online. Somebody should tell William that he should be very, very sensitive to the places he visits. I am seeing William being right to Is there a hospital by name? Is it Coco Clinic? Coco Clinic or Coco Hospital? Is there a hospital by like that? Yes, please. Around the Kaneshi Enclave. 
somebody should tell William. That you just be sensitive. I'm seeing fire upon the places that the tokens were applied. Seeing fire. And he said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that you shall receive power. That receive divine enablement. You shall be fortified by the Spirit of God. The battle to the camp of the enemy. Receive by the wind of the spirit for the battle tomorrow for the help of the Lord only Elohim that can strengthen you for the battle ahead and the battle acts of God and triumph tomorrow by the covenant of this token and he gave power to his disciples by the covenant of this token see power from on high the power to overcome The power to triumph. But the strong men and the strong women in our various families. By the covenant of this oil. By the covenant of whichever token you are using. May the Lord God empower you tonight by his spirit. May the Lord God empower you tonight by his spirit. May the Lord God empower you, empower your children, empower anyone that is of interest to you. There is somebody here. As I speak, 
there is an order that came to your home. From who? Which book? And Pepe. And there is five kebabs. The kebab was not bought at the exact spot they bought the banku, but 20 meters from where they bought the banku. That is where. food was delivered to a rider. I had a visitor and when the visitor left, the visitor was dead. The food was ordered around The sprinters were closer to the 18th dungeon. That is where the food was ordered. The bunker on the park, I can even smell it here. You can eat it. But the kebabs don't try. Problem is not the one who bought the kebab. But what you have is a kebab. And now no barber no papa. The Lord has even given me access to you. As I speak, the food is on this center table that has a, a glass cover. So it's a wooden center table, but there's a, a glass cover. That is where the food is right now. The plan was just to chew the kebab. I'm not bearing in a papa. Somebody is going to buy her food. 
I'll see a food in the park. In fact, I'm seeing a jollof in the park with a lot of things on the food. It looks like I'm prophesying. But it's not food. I'm seeing webs. And the targets, my dear ladies, are intestines. Somebody should tell her to be in her interest not to accept any food at the workplace from now to the end of the year. May the peace of God be with us. As we bring tonight's session to an end, I want you to continue praying this prayer for it. You are going through. If from now to tomorrow, the prayer point I'm going to pray, the only prayer point I am going to pray, that God strengthen me. I can see that my siblings are suffering. I can see my parents suffering. I can see my children suffering. And they've all become victims of these ancestral cause. God is crying out for people like us to stand in the gap and free every member of our household. The lives of our uncles, the life of our aunties, the life of our partners depends on us. We will be entering into very slippery grounds. If I don't tell you that tomorrow the prayers you are going to pray, you pray and just go and sleep and have a wonderful dream. I'm not doing anything to you. That is why I am pleading with you. If you just join, the prayer point is on the page. It's just a simple prayer point. Father, fortify me for the battle ahead tomorrow. Fortify me. The children are with you tomorrow. Make sure you pray for them tonight. Lay your hands on your partner. If your partner is not with you, hold your shirt. Or any personal effects upon of them and pray for them. At least tonight the attendance is better than yesterday. So I think we still have a lot of work to do. It's tomorrow. From Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're having our end of year prayer. And fasting program. I will crown it on the Saturday, 30th. Our better, the promo for the 30th program is very low. So that around 12 o'clock, I was somewhere, the Holy Spirit has whispered to me that we are not doing enough for the 30th program. We are going to have a day of prayer. This prayer session is all for everybody. It is for those who feel that 
something doesn't add up in their lives. It is for those who feels that they are still carrying certain loads. There are certain things they want to cry out to God. They just want to dispose of. It is only for those who feel that they cannot enter the next year with certain challenges. That they come and give God a seat. Come and dialogue with God. Come and pray to God. Come and receive your answers from God. And it's going to be intense. And when we are all done with the prayer, as I always do on the 30th of every year, 30th December of every year, I will tell you the mind of God. Because you've been able to deal with the resistance, it will be easier for me to tell you what lies ahead of you and how to bring what lies ahead of you into manifestation. I repeat, this theater program is costing me a lot financially, health-wise. I had so many things. But now I had even planned some vacation for the problem. But when the opportunity came, I said, okay. Let us gather the people once again. As I said the other time, this program, for the instructions God gave, I am the one funding it. It has nothing to do with the network. And why would I use my the little money that I have to do some of these things? Because of a certain desire. And I can't remember when God called me into intercession. He told me that anybody I bring you into their life is a privilege to be part of their life. Because I, the Lord, I will do something in their lives. I will make them great. So I'm just giving you an opportunity to be part of their greatness. This Christmas, I saw the celebrations. I couldn't celebrate them because we didn't seek a sponsor program. So that whatever you are trusting God for, you can manifest. And when you manifest, I will be connected to your story. The once upon a time, you met a certain man who rising. That is my only desire. I don't have any other thing. I don't have any other thing just to be part of your success story. So that one day when I see William at the top, when I see Moses at the top, I always want to boost about what God has done for the people that are connected to me. These are the things that excite me. So you can decide to stay in your home. But between God and man, between the elementals, I have paid my dues. That whatever I had to do from a spiritual perspective to push you to the next level, I have already done. All what I am asking for is a little commitment from you. A little spend just four, five, six, seven, eight hours of your time on Saturday and come. And let's all pray. 
come and let us pray. I've received a lot of calls by our members outside Ghana. I am still contemplating. I'm still contemplating if we will have a stream because that one would also come with an extra cost or the production team that comes to our programs if it's not paid at the end of the day most of them i sort them out myself but we'll still wait to hear what god will say but those of you that could come because i always if you realize anytime we have an in-person meeting, it's as if those online we hardly minister to you. And it feels very comfortable. It's easier to pick the things about people that are with you. But I'm still praying about it, and I'm sure a decision will be made. But as I said, for now, it is just speaker and organ i'm even contemplating if i have to do some special pull-ups for the program it just came to mind today it just came to mind today please don't come alone come and let's pray Come and let's pray. And don't forget, we are fasting. We are going to break the fast day. We are going to break the fast day. And that one too, whatever we need to break the fast, I am the one providing. It's a sacrifice to God. It's a sacrifice to the people that God has given to me. At times, how I wish I have power. At times, how I wish I can do some strange things for you. I am human. And with human, I have a lot of limitations. Let's all try and meet. And let's lift up our holy hands. And let's cry out to God. I repeat, something that day would happen. Burdens will be lifted. Burdens will be lifted. And that day, I am going to wear my prophetic robe. And whatever will happen in 2024 concerning your life, that day I'll be ministering for more than seven hours. It means that there is enough time. There will be enough time. May the peace of God be with us all. And Merry Christmas once again. And please take very good care of yourself, okay? And try as much as possible not to celebrate the Lord. If you know somebody who is struggling, try and help the people, okay? It's not enough. Even if it's a plate of rice, you can buy for somebody. Just buy for the person, okay? Even if it is Gary and some stew that you have, just at least try and see somebody this Christmas. That's the essence of Christmas. It's all about sharing. Don't be too stinky. Don't be too greedy. You'll be receiving gifts. This... Uh, Christmas, how many harvests are having to receive? And you are hoarding everything. Whilst there is somebody out there who might need it. Utimwa did it do. Kwa chadi. Yamin kayin yinayon. 
as we share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship forevermore. Amen. Amen. Amen.